Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Ashley. And we are best friends. We're best friends. And we would like to be your best friend. We'll be friends with your friends if they're cool. Yeah, only if they're cool. But they probably are. If you listen to this podcast, they're probably cool. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Um, but this one is season one, episode 14, which is the one with the candy hearts, which I love. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Valentine's Day on Friends. It's Valentine's Day. We've got some Janice coming back, which we all know. I love Janice. Uh, I think she's awesome. I think yes. she is such a good character in general, um, not just for the show, but specific, like in, in general. I just think she's a great character. Um but my question to you, Ash, is do you like candy hearts? I don't actually know if you do or not. I mean, does anybody like them? Like, are they a thing that people are like, oh, I love this flavor? Yeah, there's got to be some weirdo out there that likes them. If that's you, I guess email us, bestfriendclubpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't um, – like, I'll eat probably two, and then I'm like, yep, okay, that's enough. Like, I think they're like Necco wafers where it's kind of like yeah. this is flavored chalk. Like, Well, they're chalky, Yeah. I don't, I don't hate them. I definitely like, I used to eat them when I was younger, but you know, when you're a kid and like candy is amazing. Right. You'll take what you can get. Yeah. 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 I don't think, I mean, do you like them? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm not as That's much, fair. I'm not as much on the sweets. I mean, you're not a huge sweet person either, but. No, I'm not. Very savory over here. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. But do you have like, if you were going to get candy for Valentine's day, like what would you go with? Chocolate. Yeah. Okay. One hundo chocolate. Dark or milk? Uh, I feel like I'm going to be persecuted if I don't say dark because that's like the highbrow chocolate. No, you say what you want. Well, I I like – I can't do too dark. Um, Like I like a nice like almond, like a milk chocolate almond. Like what's your percent? What's your percent? Okay. I don't know. But the other day my boyfriend got the like – 85% cacao and I was like that one's all you like I'd rather not eat it than eat that dark of chocolate you know what okay, I mean yeah it just it feels like eating it's like a it feels like it's like Coffee cacao. Beans? it's like carob and I'm like no I'm not here for right your health chocolate I was gonna say so, I don't really eat chocolate for health reasons I'm not gonna pretend like I do no. um but yeah I like darker I'd say like 65 to 70% is my sweet spot I like it dark. Yeah, I would like that. I, yeah. I would like – I think like 65 is, sounds really good. So there you yeah. go, listeners. If you're looking to send us, we like savories or 65% chocolate with almonds. Yeah, please. I love Thank it you. with almonds. That would be great. Thank yeah. you. Actually, do you guys remember the world's finest chocolate bars? We sold them in elementary school. Does yeah. anyone else remember those? <gasps> like for band. Like yes. please help us go to <laughs> – Help us go – no, we didn't ever go anywhere. So who knows what we were raising that money for. Yeah, it's a good question. Probably just Mr. Daniel's personal <laughs> slash fund. His personal fund. But yeah, I if a kid came to my door right now and tried to sell me a world's finest chocolate, I would absolutely probably buy a case. I'd say a dozen is probably around the number I would buy and then just hoard them probably until they turned into chalky white chocolate. You know what I'm talking um, about? When chocolate like starts to get white. It's flaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is that how many were in a case? Twelve. No, I just feel like a dozen's usually a pretty good. I mean, I don't know. One, I have no idea. One per month for the next year. Pretty year much. supply of chocolate. Yeah, I bought myself a really large bag of Haribo Star Mix last time I was in the UK, which was. Can I stop you? Yeah. Thought you were gonna say heroin. Bought myself a really large bag of heroin. Yeah, like, well, the what? well, the bag of heroin I have is is still full because I haven't used any. I'm just kidding. I don't do drugs. I don't buy drugs. We don't do drugs. We do drugs. not support drugs. One. I don't even know what heroin looks like. I I also don't know what heroin looks like. <laughs> Literally, wouldn't know. Anyway, um, so we're cool. Go back to the candy days you were talking about. <laughs> oh man, we're cool. Thanks for listening. So back to um, the children's candy. Yeah, I bought myself a giant, like, duty-free bag of um, Haribo Star Mix, not heroin, uh, over a year ago, and I still have not opened it. What? Why not? I don't know, because I'm waiting until the right moment to eat 30 pounds of gummies. I think you need to start living your life right now. You know, I went to a movie today and I thought about opening the bag and portioning some out and then I didn't because I thought well as soon as I open them I'm gonna have to eat all of them and that's the problem why why can't you just eat some well I can just eat some but they're gonna they're not gonna keep forever once I open them can you freeze what you don't 
Gummies? Freeze gummies? Yeah, why not? Maybe Google that one. That sounds like it's going to hurt. If anyone has any good gummy preservation tricks, that'd be great. Because I just want like a handful. Well, let's think about this. Can you, do you have one of those like vacuum resealer things? My parents do in Florida. Because that's the whole, like they're, they're sitting there right now and they're just Mm -hmm. like, what is it? Because it's just the same old air. I guess. I mean, they just haven't been exposed to, yeah, new air. (laughs) I guess. We clearly have no idea how this works, but I feel like you should start eating them before something happens and the whole bag goes off and you haven't even had any. That's true. Because that's just what I'm imagining happening to all 12 of my world. Well, 11, because I'd eat one and then save the 11 world's finest chocolate with almonds. Those you could definitely freeze. That's true. And they would be delicious frozen. I mean, or like take them out and let them thaw and eat them. But like you can for sure freeze chocolate. (laughs) Like whichever. That too. (laughs) I'm picturing you like gnawing on like a frozen (laughs) chocolate. We're like, oh, oh, God. I'd do it too. I know you would. I know. I'm not much. Sometimes, I mean, I'm not much for prep with food. Like cold pizza, eating it. I'm not going to heat that up. Noodle that hasn't been cooked. Raw pasta. Yeah, my favorite. (laughs) Even though now I eat like, you know, that pasta made from chickpeas, which isn't as satisfying as like pure white pasta raw, but I'll still eat it. Does anyone else do that? Ashley thinks it's really, really, really weird and gross that I I'm eat also, raw pasta noodles, but I'm also not a big pasta fan to begin with. So yeah, I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but Ashley doesn't really like pasta or bread. So we're convinced she might be a cyborg of some kind because <laughs> I don't understand. There's some sort of disconnect there, but yet somehow we've been friends for over 20 years. It's because we're not fighting over. We're not fighting over. Guys, it's true we're because not fighting she over food <laughs> over rolls. Yeah. So if there's like two rolls left, I can eat both of them. Yeah, and 100%. Ashley doesn't care. Yeah, so it's great. And it's even better now that you're a vegetarian because I can eat all the meat. So mm-hmm. and I can eat all the bread. So basically, we're just Bert and Ernie over here, best uh-huh. friending and Ebony and Ivoring and all of it. Find you a friend who does not want the last roll, and we'll share that with you. Yep. You can give her your meat. It's a really good trade-off, because who wants dead meat? A lot of people, but we won't go there. Mm, we won't go there. Y'all are missing out on all the bread. Anyway, <laughs> anyway candy hearts. Back candy. to friends. Back to friends. Um, I... I love this episode, not just because of Janice. I just think there's like a lot of fun stuff going on. And like we said, the last couple episodes, like I really feel like they're in a good groove at this point. Yes. The characters have really started to develop and like the stuff that happens, you're like, oh, that's so Chandler or whatever. Like just kind of on your inner, you know, you just really feel like you know them and you know how they're going to react, which makes it funnier. Things do fit better. And like their conversation isn't so like – ouch or like stilted it's like everything does flow a bit better in between yes yeah agreed yeah so we've got a couple valentine's day situations going on um i guess the least interesting to me well not the least interesting but like it makes me a little more sad than anything ross is ross yeah you know because he's ross yeah yeah hi (laughs) it fits but you know Ross he's not really over Carol and he doesn't really want to move on like it's just really sad to be so he gets Susan is still being really mean to him for no reason yeah she is but that kind of goes the entire gamut of the show but yes you do you're feeling bad we're all we're all here for Ross's pity party like we've all shown up for that Yes, but he goes to hit on a girl in the coffee shop who he borrowed an egg from in his building. Oh, that's right. And, you know, the egg pickup line and the guys are like, he's got an egg, you screwed. But yeah, it yeah. works. She says yes, which is fun until I think it's so funny when Chandler uh, hugs I him. think Chandler hugs him. Yeah. And the egg's still in his pocket. Still in his pocket. I, um, I do have to say, as, as much as they're like, this is he's, you know, he's a dead man. This is ridiculous. I think it. It showed a little bit of uh, here's why I think the egg was in fact a winning idea because it shows some effort. It shows you like remembered their last interaction together. It's not just Mm -hmm. like, I think you're hot, which, you know, that is kind of a given, but at least he doesn't lead with that. And -hmm. I think like it's that it's that like little bit of effort, but it's not like creepy stalkery effort. It's balanced. It's balanced and it's playful and it's it gets an it's a win from me. 
I agree. I think it's also a winning pickup. I think it's really fun. I agree. It shows like you remembered last time we interacted, all that stuff. And it could be easy to be like, hey, you come here often or whatever guys say. I don't know. I like it. It's cute. And she says yes. So she thinks so too. Um, I think the other thing though that we have to remember is that in the beginning of the episode, she's like flirting hard with some serious eye contact. So uh-huh, true. She she's interested. Giving, she she's like giving the signals. But I will say that like ladies, you gotta do the work as well. Like let the guy know, like if you're not gonna reject him, like give him a clear sign. Do you know what I mean? Like give him the clear mm-hmm. path. Ash, I'm so proud of you. I have come so far, Renee. You've really rubbed off on you me. You guys don't know, but I mean for years, Ashley her her first thought when a guy she liked already mm-hmm. was like giving her any attention. She's mm-hmm. like, well, I better not be around him too much or he might know I like him. I'm like, well, if he knows you like him, then he'll probably act on it. Yeah, it was. It took a while. <laughs> it took a while. She gets it now. My first reaction was literally run away. And there were times when I l- literally ran the other direction mm-hmm. when I saw a guy that I liked coming. This so, is true. Well, Renee's really, um, your mentorship has really taken me far, Renee. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I remember telling Ashley, you don't have to let him know that you like him. You just have to let him know that you don't hate him. Right. Which is kind of the level we were at at the time. So Ross, not Ashley, um, Ross takes her to, I think it's Benihana. Is it actually Benihana or is it just like... I've never been to a Benihana, so... Same. I think, I mean, I've been to like Hibachi and we've been to um, Japan at Epcot Center and Disney World. But I've not been to Benihana, but I think one can assume that's where they're supposed to be. Yeah. We would both suggest if you are going to go to Epcot and you want to do one of the worlds for a meal, we would both highly suggest the... Japan, hibachi. It's fun. That or Mexico. Those are my top picks. That was going to be my number two. Yep. Agreed. Because there's a fun little ride. It's like, it's a small world in Mexico. Un poquito mundo. (laughs) I said it right. Um, Muy bien. We like it. Um, But yeah, so Ross takes her to Benihana. They're kind of connecting. And then he realizes that Carol and Susan are across the table. And Carol is obviously pregnant. And so he has to kind of lay it on this poor girl. Um, Oh, by the way, that's my ex-wife and her lesbian lover. And she's also carrying my baby. No big deal for a first date. That's also Valentine's Day. Like, this is a great point. Like, yeah. It's a lot. lot. This girl's like now kind of weighing up. She's like looking into her future. Like, wow, what would life be like? Yeah. But I have to say like her initial reaction is very gracious. Like she kind of takes the information pretty well and just kind of continues to go with it until Susan has to leave. And Ross wants to invite Carol over, which is just like, oh, you could tell that I think her name's Katie. Not totally sure. But I think she handles it pretty well for the most part. Yeah. Like meeting the ex-wife slash pregnant ex-wife, you know, and all that. She's pretty gracious. I don't know that I would be as gracious. Right. She's pretty nice about it. Well, look, to be going out with a guy for your first date on Valentine's Day, you've got to be pretty into him, I'd say. Agreed. It also could just have been like the timing worked out. I don't know. Her name is Kristen. I have Googled it. Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Shout out. Shout out, Kristen. Sorry we didn't remember your name when it was a K. We love you. Love you. I think she's fine. Her IMDb doesn't actually have a headshot, so she might be like living a normal life right now. So anyway. So she may be listening in. You might be listening. Welcome. You are. You are. Let us know. Let us know. Write to us. Bestfriendsclubpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, but um, the, after he notices that Susan leaves... He invites Carol over, which she is definitely not into, which I wouldn't be either. Right. And the date definitely goes downhill from there. And then I just feel so bad for Ross because it's so clear that they click and really like each other, like even just as people. Who, Carol or the new girl, Kristen? Carol. Yeah. You just feel so bad. Like it's easy and fun. And obviously we don't know a lot about that because we don't know them before they're getting divorced right but you see a little glimpse of probably what it was like and just makes me really sad how long were they together eight years 
I think that was with dating. Oh, okay. But Ross isn't 30 yet, and they were only dating in college. So, yeah. maybe okay. I think he said, yeah, he hasn't been on a date in like eight years, something like that. But they did meet like freshman year of college. so I think so, yeah. And my assumption is they dated all through college and got married right after right. and then dated or were married for like three or four years. Right. It's a bummer. But yeah, so I just feel bad, you know, and Carol's like, you'll find somebody, da 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 But – you're so bad for Ross. It's a little bit of a bummer. I have a question. So in the part where she yeah. goes, you just need to find a woman who like a woman who likes men. And then that lady walks by and she goes, not mm-hmm. her. And I was mm-hmm. like, is it because she thinks that woman is a lesbian or because that woman is like too hot? Oh, I thought it was because she thought it was a lesbian. That's what I thought too. She was I a lesbian. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. That was my assumption. It was just like, it's easy. Go find a woman who likes men. Oh, not her. Ooh, not that one. Okay. That's, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't really get it. But anyway, yeah. So I'm with you. That's, it is sad. It is probably the, it's funny because Ross has his like situational humor with like the mushroom on his head and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is probably the least interesting of the three storylines for this episode. Yeah. Agreed. That's why I thought we'd get it out of the way. So, it's sad. Not as interesting. Ross, sorry. Go bye, Ross. Sorry. Yeah. You'll find somebody bye. later. Bye. Just not today. My second storyline is the girls and they're all just like, guys suck. None of us have dates. This is awful. And they decide to do like a boyfriend bonfire to cleanse their auras or something like that. That Phoebe comes up with. Yeah. And, um, she mentions her friend, Abby, who shaves her head. Yeah. It's Bonnie, but nice try. I know. I was like, well, do you have two friends that shave their head? Because that's a lot of friends shaving their heads. I mean, it is New York in the 90s, so it could have been. But I was like, "Mm, her name's Bunny. Yeah. (laughs) I just felt like, I don't know. Maybe the writers forgot to write that one down. Maybe. Or maybe she has two friends that shave their head. I mean, it is Phoebe, so. Yeah. Anything's possible. It's potential. Um, but yeah, they decide to like burn all the stuff from them and their pictures and all that. And they're doing this like cleansing ritual. And they suddenly set the apartment on fire. Bonfire on fire when they pour uh Grappa. What's his name? Paolo's Grappa. Yeah, Grappa. Paolo, yeah. His Grappa, which is like Italy's Everclear. Every culture has one. It's just the part of the grain alcohol that you don't want to drink, but has a super high alcohol concentrate. Right. So people just drink it to get drunk. But it does not taste good. It does not. I've had um, grappa. I can confirm. It's ugh, same. It's disgusting. But every culture has their version of grappa. Right. Um, but yeah, so it kind of goes up in flames. And Speaking of, though, do you, like, so they've they've got all these mementos from past boyfriends. Obviously, you are happily married. But um, before, I'm not going to ask you now if you still have I'm assuming you don't. But before you um, started dating Matt, did you have any, like, boyfriend memento things that you had kept you know all of my boyfriends were so short-lived I barely had any mementos you're so sentimental though that I would have thought that like you would have kept stuff even if because you know it was short-lived but it wasn't like you didn't have strong feelings for people in the past so I would have thought maybe you would have kept stuff I mean I think I still have the BB Max CD somewhere from Alex but that's all (laughs) but that's more about BB Mac and less about that's more about BB (laughs) Mac about Alex that's true well I'm just trying to think like I I'm sure I do I actually have a really awesome box of all the stuff I've carted from like college to home to my first apartment to Nashville to this house with fun stuff in it so I guarantee you I'm pretty sure I have a CD from one of my cruise boyfriends oh my gosh and for those who aren't familiar with a cruise boyfriend, it is when you go on a cruise and you meet a guy and then he's your boyfriend. I had two on two different cruises. Are you talking about Igor? Igor from when you were 12? No, I'm talking about Will. He was Canadian. Oh, no. Okay. Will from when we were like 14. <laughs> he was Canadian. That's basically all I know about him. Uh, but he was my cruise boyfriend and he had a band. And oh. I'm not going to say the name of the band, but I do remember the name. And I think I have a CD and maybe a couple pictures. So if I can find them, I will put yes. them up. Please put up the pictures on our Instagram. And if yeah. we can find some of that audio recording, we'll just, maybe we can play a snippet. Maybe we might yes. have to get permission from Canadian Will from, from Cruise. Canadian Will, who I haven't talked to in a solid 15 years. 
uh, perhaps longer, probably more like 17 at this point. We'll but see. we'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll so, see. and then I might have a song that Rob wrote me. I might have the recording of that too. Um, do you know I can barely remember who Rob is? He's your cousin's friend, right? He is my cousin's friend. Okay. He was my long distance older boyfriend in New York. In New York, uh, he actually lived in so Pennsylvania, mis- but oh, less mysterious, but still. But you know, like my cousins lived on the Pennsylvania border. I wonder how many like, friends who shaved their head he had. <laughs> Probably none. He lived in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have any other mementos. I mean, at this point, probably not. And also, I really, I mean, most of my boyfriends were just honestly very short-lived. So I don't think there were a lot of mementos to have. Yeah. So I was just normally like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Burns out quick. Um, yeah. I had a t-shirt from one of my high school boyfriends, um, Joe. He had this like, it was like his Little League t-shirt or something mm-hmm. like that from when he played Little League baseball. And he had given it to me and I kept it. It was just in my drawer of like t-shirts I sleep in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was, it was a really cute color and it was really comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I did hang on to it. But then at one point I was like, do you know what? I'm, I was getting rid of a bunch of stuff and I was like, okay, it's time for me to like, it wasn't like ratty and falling apart. I was just like, it's time for me to get rid of this. And so I actually mailed it back to him. No, you mailed it to me. Oh, I mailed it to you to give to him. Did you yeah. have to see him? Or did you just mail it to him? I honestly don't remember. I don't remember. I- Maybe How would I just possibly... mailed it to him? But why wouldn't you have just mailed it to him? I don't remember. Because I don't think he was talking to me at the time. No, this was in recent times. Yeah. I still don't think he was talking to me. Well, <laughs> I mean, is he talking to you now? No, that's a good okay. question. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I just... know. <laughs> well, Joe, we might still have your shirt somewhere. So, um, no, because I think he reached out to me and was like, Hey, thanks for sending that back. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think what had happened was I had tried to reach out to him like years after Mm -hmm. the fact and he was like, don't contact me. And so I'm a great ex-girlfriend by the way. No, obviously not. Um, and so I think then I was like, okay, well, like, I don't know that he wants to like give me his address. So I think I sent it to you and was like, can you figure out how to get this back to him? Mm -hmm. But then he did respond to me and was like, Hey, thanks. That meant a lot. Or like, I'm happy okay, to have good. my shirt back or something like that. So I think you, I think you did your due diligence there. Um, okay, good. I don't remember. That was the, but I'm saying like now, like I, I think he reached out and like said, thanks. I, maybe he still like hates me with a burning passion. I don't know. I would be fine to like say hello. Not that we need to, we don't live in the same country, but like that's all like water well under the bridge. Um, I do also have, well, I guess this isn't really a boyfriend memento either, but, um, from, I'm not going to say his name because it's too recognizable, but this guy that I dated in Chicago for a while, um, we, I do not remember doing this, but I guess we got caricatures drawn of ourselves. So we have, you have his and he has yours. No, it's like a, of of us as a couple. It's like a picture of us together. And, and he used to work at like a frame shop. And so he'd framed it really nicely. And then I'm pretty sure when we broke up, I was like, here, take this. And he's like, no, you keep it. And I was like, the hell am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. And so I guess so I it's on your wall it. now. Well, I packed it away in a box and <laughs> I was home recently at my parents' house. They've since moved. And so they were like, hey, we've got all these boxes of your stuff. Oh, they went to Chicago and they got a bunch of stuff out of storage for me. Uh-huh. And so they were like, go through these boxes. And I found this picture, this caricature drawing of he and I in this frame. And I I cannot for the life of me remember what I've done. I think I tried to like give it away to a friend as a funny joke. But look, I don't know. But I was like, ugh. What? But other than that, I don't think I have any old stuff because I'm just not – sentimental. I don't keep stuff. Like I've got our old, our old like best friends books, but I don't have boyfriend stuff. Yeah. I have all Ashley's old stuff. As I've mentioned before, she tries to throw it away project in eighth grade and I saved it. Renee fishes it out of the garbage and saves Mm -hmm. it. Who would ever throw this away? I know exactly. I found a picture of Ashley and I in an old book from I think 10th grade. I'm going to guess 10th grade based on the amount of eyeliner I'm wearing. (laughs) And the Hollister shirts or American Eagle yeah. shirts. I'm going to guess 10th grade, maybe 11th if we could drive, but it's hard to tell. Um, 
but yeah, I keep everything. So if you need something, I found all actually, I actually recently found all my old movie tickets wow. dating back. Did I not tell you about this? I thought I did. The oldest one was in like 1996 or 97. Oh my gosh. So I had like, I'll be home for Christmas featuring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Almost as old as this episode. Uh-huh. Yep. I had You've Got Mail, which I'm pretty sure. Did I see that with you and Shannon? No, I don't think I saw that in theaters. I, but I saw that with Angela your, and Shannon. If you saw all if you still have all your old movie tickets, then surely some one of those was from a date. Uh, yeah, probably at least one of them. Maybe one of the Fast and Furious ones. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're not just a a big Vin Diesel head? Huge diesel head. Huge. <laughs> um, um, okay. So let's get back to yeah. the girl's boyfriend bonfire. So yeah, they have the boyfriend bonfire and then they meet these firemen, which are going to come back after their shift. And they're like, are you going to tell your girlfriend about it? No, I didn't tell my wife about her. And I'm just yeah. like, come on. Can we not like make it worse that they think they met these great guys after the boyfriend bonfire and they're just, they suck too. Yeah. They gave firemen a bit of a bad name. I know. And guys, if you don't want to have a girlfriend and you just want to date around, then just date around. Go in grace and be single if you want to be single. (laughs) So my favorite plot line, my absolute favorite plot line, probably one of my favorite plot lines, I would say in the whole show. Wow. Because, I mean, Janice just being weaved in and out of the whole thing is just so good. Um, So Joey talks Chandler into going on a blind double date with him and this girl that he's been wanting to take out forever. Yeah. And. But he says, he says, come on, you haven't dated anybody since Janice. You have to get back out there. But this is, this is, I was about to say Thanksgiving. This is Valentine's Day. And Chandler was just on a date with Janice over New Year's Eve. So it's only been two months. Like, is that that's true? Too, is that too long to like have not gone on a date? I mean, I actually, <laughs> if you really do the math, New Year's to Valentine's Day is only six weeks. It's really not that long. That's not that long at all. I went like years without I was going to say, <laughs> same. Like, but once again, we're really cool. Right. So and saying it makes it true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. So maybe, maybe we needed a friend like Joey encouraging us to go. I back guess so. Whatever. I think we were just having too much fun. But anyway, we all know that this is for Joey's selfish ends to date three chocolate moose girl. So right. Yes. Which I feel like I recognize her from somewhere, and I just can't put my finger on it. Do you know who she looks like? But I don't think she is the girl from Sex in the City. No. Oh. Which one? Charlotte. Oh, yeah, she looks like Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. clearly she's not. But I was going to say the extra who's in one of the later seasons as one of the Rachel's friends who's like, <laughs> and has that like oh, really yeah. obnoxious yeah. laugh. Yes, she does look like her. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, I guess Charlotte is actually a extra as Joey's girlfriend another time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, good connection. Yeah, she is the one that. Uh, Rachel and Phoebe loves two beers at lunch. My beers. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. So anyway, they go on this date and as they get to the restaurant, the girl is like, I'm going to go wash my hands. Can you get me a white Zinfandel and a glass of red for Janice? And they're like, Janice. And then Janice comes around the corner with her, oh my God. And those huge Chanel earrings. The Chanel earrings. I love her. She's so funny. This is actually one of her better outfits because it's not flashing leopard print. Yes. It's more New York 90s, like upper middle class. Yeah, it is. It's wealthy. Mm -hmm. It's cute. Um, Can we take a quick step back? Sorry, I keep doing this. Do you remember White Zinfandel? I do. I've had at least one glass. Like recently? No, in my life. in your life. Right. So I remember, I think, I was not a big wine fan when I could first right. start drinking. And so yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have drank white Zen. Yeah. I so. think like you and Elizabeth and Doss drink a lot of white Zen and Gewurztraminer. I can never say it right. Yeah. Gewurztraminer or Riesling. Yeah. But I liked wine from the start. That was like right. what I drank. You were like a red so wine. From I drink. Yeah. I'm drinking red wine right now. 
Because we're in different time zones, it's 11 a.m. here, but it's an appropriate <laughs> drinking time there, yes. so that's fine. Yeah, it's 6.30 here, so p.m., to be clear, p.m. Yeah. I'm having a coffee because, like I said, 11 a.m. But right. um, I asked – so um, my boyfriend is a winemaker, and I was asking him about it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, white Zinfandel. He said that it was pretty much an America-only thing. Oh, interesting. And he said that they do still make it. Yeah. I mean, I still see it at stores. And what's funny to me is like how rosé is really popular, but white Zinfandel is looked down upon. And I know rosé is like crisper, lighter, less sweet, but it looks the same. It's, it looks, it totally is like culture and fad with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I think white Zin was having its moment back then, but like apparently he said that Merlot gets like a really bad rap because it was in some movie. There was some movie where they were like, Ugh, this Merlot or like, like, looked down upon it mm. I don't think it was I can't remember what movie it was I was gonna say um Hannibal Lecter but it definitely Ooh. wasn't that it was something else there was some movie where they like oh they talk about Claret and Hannibal yeah so so the movie is called Sideways which uh-huh. I've never seen no me either but apparently it won an Academy Award and oh. it's like a wine obsessed Paul Giamatti and so so my, my boyfriend was telling me that like because of this movie, they like rag on Merlot during the movie and all these people stopped drinking it. And hmm. it's like actually credit. It also says that because the character was obsessed with Pinot Noir, they saw a 170% increase in production and sales of that of that wine. So people are yeah, the whole point is people are really influential. So which is sad. Well, I actually I dislike Merlot and I had no idea about that movie. I mean, I just I'm find sure it there's... really dry and kind of bitter. I also wonder though if production has gone down if there's less good Merlots that are being made maybe. or like the ones that are being made that at our price point aren't as good. That's true. Maybe there's better Merlot to be made. Interesting though. Huh? What do you think your favorite wine is? Oh, I love a Cab Sav. Okay. I really like Cab Sav and for whites, I, what's my favorite white wine? Do you know what? I'm digging Chardonnay these days. There's mm. some really good Chardies out there. Oaked, oaked, unoaked, buttery or not buttery? Um, unoaked and I, look, I, like I, like my boyfriend's a pretty um, pessimistic um, winemaker. And so I don't think that buttery in his words is not actually a thing that Chardonnay is or isn't, but it mm. gets falsely associated with it and it's been popularized. So I don't actually know how to answer that one, but not. Oaked. Well, I, I agree with you. Unoaked. I do like an unoaked Chardonnay French though. Oh, of course. No, I don't know. Yes. What's, um, what's your other favorite wines? Uh, I, I really do love a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. You probably drink too much of it, but I do not like I it. think I love it. And I think that a California or a Chilean Sauvignon Blanc is for the birds. It tastes horrible to me. The New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc has like this crispness and I can only associate it with either like green peppers or something else like crunchy and fresh, like something kind of green. I love it. Um, but for red, I love a red Zin from... Lodi in California. So an old vine Zinfandel or just a regular Zinfandel. Um, you got really specific. I know. Well, I, I've realized that it's less about the kind of wine and more about where it's from. That's it. I've actually, I was talking to somebody about that. So like the, the, um, in Adelaide, Australia, they are known for, I'm going to get it wrong, but let's just say Pinot Noir. I can't remember. Okay. Probably Merlot. Anyway, they're known for something there. And I have a feeling that you don't go somewhere and try to get what you like. You go and you taste what they're known for because it's probably going to be better than – yeah. So like here you're right. So here in New Zealand, they are known for their Sauvignon Blanc and it is very distinctive. Um, I don't know if I've had too much of it, but it does definitely have that like crisp green pepper, but to be – like green bell pepper. But Mm -hmm. I actually think that it tastes like – body odor like it has like a weird skunky funky yeah that's weird don't care and that's not just the crappy ones like the good ones as well have this like signature so to me it's almost like a green onions or like a bo Mm, okay yeah (laughs) but um 
yeah. Anyway, I also really like, um, oh, what are the names? I can't remember right now. Um, oh, I can't remember. It's like South. I think they're Argentinian. Mm-hmm. What's like a fun name for a red? Um, it's an Argentinian Ar- one. Yeah. It is probably a, not a Tempranillo. Yeah. Well, a Tempranillo and the, and then Grin, what's the white version of that? Grin. Uh, I don't know. Not a Grenache. <laughs> no. No. That's no. not a word. No, Grenache. Really no, no, we're thinking Grenache. Look. Yeah, I'm thinking Ganache. Come back to me. Um, yeah, I don't know what the white version of a Tempranillo is, but I do um, like a Tempranillo. Yeah, those are young. You're, you're not talking about the one that starts with an M, are you? I can't remember now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, wine experts look out oh, for our wine podcast. We're good at wine. <laughs> um, I also like I also like a Primitivo, which is really similar to a Zin, but that's just me. Okay, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's, it's really similar to a Zen, but not, they're not made in California usually, but I like the California Zins. Anyway, okay. I like wine. I like wine. I'm drinking it right now, but I'm drinking so, the local wine. It's called the Antebellum. I love it. This extra lady orders a white Zen and a glass of yeah. red for Janice. Glass of red for Janice. Um, and Chandler's face just completely drops. And Joey's like, uh, sorry. And he somehow convinces him not to run when Janice walks around and says, oh, my God. It's Here hilarious. You. It's hilarious. And then, obviously, like, throughout the day, Joey and White Zinn girl are getting very freaky. into each other. They're, like, it's just uncomfortable to be the other two people at that table, especially especially, especially when you two hate exes. Each other. Yes. So my I mean, favorite- come on. My favorite line is when Janice goes, she's telling Chandler that she's like, oh, by the way, I cut you out of all my pictures. So if you want, I have a baggie of your <laughs> head. Just your and, he's like, and he's like, no, thanks. But my favorite line is when she goes, are you sure you can make puppets and use them in your theater of cruelty? <laughs> I know. She's so dramatic. It's amazing. It's like theater of cruelty. That is hysterically. so good. Oh, Janice, you're so good. You're so good to us. But I've got a question. So. Yeah. Okay, so it comes, you know, like we said, that Joey and White Zen are getting real freaky. And then she's mm-hmm. like, I want three chocolate mousses to go. Uh-huh. So so she's basically – okay, so Joey tells Chandler like, look, sorry, but we're leaving. She wants to take me home and slather me with stuff. And I don't know what that means, but I definitely want to be part of it. <laughs> but like why don't – at that point, obviously – it doesn't make for good television. But, like, why don't Chandler and Janice just, like, go home separately? Uh, that is a great point. I think the only thing is that the bill hasn't been paid. That's why Joey leaves his credit card. But I think that they probably both were just like, this is so dumb. We have the worst friends. And then when – I can't remember who brings it up, but they're like, let's get a bottle of champagne each. Yeah. At that point, they're like, let's just I- – I guess, yeah, well, because he's like, oh, I need a drink. She's like, I'll take that drink. So I was like, well, I guess maybe like, it's funny though, because she's like, she needs a drink because she's out with her ex, but she's getting mm-hmm. a drink with her ex. So I was like, well, yeah. like, I think my thing would have been like when Joey's like, we're leaving, I would have been like, right, you can pay the bill. Me too. I'm going home. I'm ordering Chinese takeaway. It's 1994. So I'm going to go to Blockbuster on my way home and grab a movie, you yeah. know? not sleepless in Seattle because we, as we've just said, or you've got mail two years later, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they decide to stay out, which is good for us, but um, yeah, it seemed an interesting choice. Yeah, it is an interesting choice, but what's more interesting is that they decided to go home together. Well, I don't think that was their decision so much as it was the bottle of champagne each's decision. That's probably true. Yeah. And obviously Chandler doesn't really remember or, something because he wakes up pretty shocked yeah when janice, janice. says happy valentine's happy day <laughs> valentine's day and janice is like poor like bless honestly to have the have the blind naive confidence of janice like i love her accomplish because she's thinking like mm-hmm. we're back together as a couple and it's like how did you draw that conclusion <laughs> mm-hmm 
And she comes in later and she's like, I had candy hearts made with our names on it. They say Jan, Chan and Jan forever, right? Yep. So good. And then he realizes he has to break up with this woman for like the third time. He does not deserve Janice. He does not deserve Janice. She is so good. But when he does break up with her and she's like, that's fine. And she goes through her whole spiel. It is like one of my favorite quotes ever. It's good. It is a very empowering monologue. You are like a foghorn that calls out to me. Janice. (laughs) You need me. You want you. You want me. You need me. You can't live without me. And you know it. You just don't know that you know it. Her confidence in that moment. And then she just like kisses him and walks away. I was like, yeah, girl. It's very mic drop, isn't it? It is essentially. Because she's like, that's fine. I know that this is an ending. I'll see you when you're ready. Like her confidence in that just blows me away because I don't think I could have that. It's even though it's misguided, it's awesome. It's misguided, but you know what? She is living her best life. So it's great. She to see is. That. And really like, if you're a great person, even if it's not the right, the other person is not right for you. Like they are missing out. Yeah. Well, does he, out. At the end, doesn't he go like, call me? Yes, he does. Because he knows it's a great monologue. He does. So that it's was so just, good. it was beautiful. Janice won oh. that episode. It is just the best. And I love it. I think she is just fantastic. And it is just the best Valentine's Day. Um, have you ever had a really good or really bad Valentine's Day? Ooh, Speaking this of. is a good question. Okay. So I don't think I've celebrated Valentine's Day in the last few years. Um, I can remember a kind of annoying one. It's not a great story. Okay. We'll but I remember like a kind of annoying one. Okay. We'll try it out. We'll try it out. So I um, was in a sorority in college and was quite good friends with um, like this one fraternity, like some of my friends I used to always hang out with. And um, which by the way, like, most of the guys that we used to hang out with from that fraternity have come out since then. So like probably why we hung out with them because we're a very safe energy mm-hmm. that they were giving off. Um, so one of the guys um, from like my college days, one of the guys from this fraternity was like, oh, hey, I'm going to be in Chicago on business. Um, and I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to see you. And he was like, okay, let me take you out on Thursday. Like we'll get dinner. I was like, yeah, cool. We'll get dinner. Okay, didn't realize Thursday was Valentine's Day. And <laughs> the old bait and switch. The old bait and switch. Like this guy, I'm pretty sure he had had a crush on me in college because like our mutual friends told me that he did. But it was it was fine. Like we were still friends and it was great. He's a wonderful person. But then I just remember like when I realized I just got so annoyed because I was like, okay, basically I'm going to have to spend the whole night like balancing this whole like yes we're out on valentine's day but we are just friends and like i'm going home alone you know what i mean and so um i could have i guess i could have called him and been like hey look like i don't want to go but i didn't want to stand him up like i wanted to hang out with my friend and like yes now as a 32 year old woman i know better i could have been like just want to be clear this is a just friends thing let's like meet at a bar do you know what i mean like let's like Mm -hmm. make it we're like oh my friend is coming yeah, exactly. Like I know better now, but this was like, I was like 23. If that, you know what I mean? Like I was 22, 23. I did, I had not navigated these murky waters yet. I did not mm-hmm. have the misguided confidence of a Janice. And so he made, re- he made reservations at this really basic restaurant. And so it's February in Chicago. So it was freezing, snowing, you know, um, I don't think Uber was a thing yet or Lyft. So like took a cab, whatever. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was so cold. I remember we get into this packed restaurant full of all these other people on their basic Valentine's day dates, ordered a bottle of wine, like had some food. We like completely stuffed ourselves. And he was like, I feel like he was like really trying to drag dinner out. And, Mm -hmm. and that was like making me even more annoyed. Like he did nothing wrong. Let's be clear. Like he was just being nice and lovely, but I just felt like there was like such a subtext and like more. And so that, you know, at the, I was just kind of going to be like, okay, gosh, like how am I going to manage this? Which I should have probably just chilled out and just had fun. And then at the end of it, been like, now I'm going home alone. Great to see you. Bye. But anyway, so that one was like kind of annoying, but I can't really think of any other Valentines that stand out as good or bad. What about you? Uh, 
I mean, I had one that was like kind of dumb. Yeah, let's hear it. We're here for it. When my boyfriend at the time didn't really want to acknowledge Valentine's Day, but then at the last minute was like, let's go out to dinner. So we went to some like chain and waited two and a half hours for oh no reason. Gosh. I was like, this is dumb. Like, I really wish you just would have gotten me a card or like made dinner at home or like, yeah, something. But it was like this last ditch effort. And I was like, it no, kind of would have been worst. better just to do nothing. Yeah. So that kind of sucked. Um, but that was doomed from the start. So, you know, whatever. Um, and then a good Valentine's day I can think of is actually my husband and I's first Valentine's day, which was just really cute because we had only been on like two dates and he kind of did, he kind of did the same thing where he's like, are you free on Thursday or whatever? And I said something along the lines of like having a PBS documentary to watch. And he was like, okay. That's cool. And I was like, no, just kidding. I'm free. I thought it was really clever at the time. I don't think he got it. It was your version of like, I'm going to wash my hair. Right. But what was really cute is he was like, I'd like to make you dinner, but I also thought we could babysit for our friends who have kids so they could go on a date. Oh my gosh. That is so nice. It was really nice. And it was like a good excuse for us to hang out. For all of our listeners out there who don't know, Renee's husband is the best human. It's like he all is. of our friends who are also married, we all agree Matt's the best one. So He is. Anyway. He's really great. But yeah, it was just really sweet because if you knew him, you would know like, yes, he wanted to hang out with me, but he also just really wanted to do something nice for someone else. And for the record, these people were not his friends. They were my friends. Oh. But he had like met them a few times through me. And so he just wanted to do something nice for them. And it was just really sweet. And so our first Valentine's day, he cooked me dinner and we hung out with this sweet little girl and our friends got to go on a date and it was great. So yeah, that was a really nice Valentine's day. And he got me flowers and a notebook from my favorite like little paper store. Cause I love note cards and books paper and goods. paper things. Yeah. All paper goods. I love them. No need for them, but I love them. <laughs> so it was really sweet. Um, you said, you said that like you get, that was really cute by the way, and I would expect nothing less from your wonderful husband. Um, you get like Facebook notifications for a girl's Valentine's date we had in college. Well, I got one that you and I were on some sort of Valentine's day date. Sounds right. Sophomore year. I don't know what we did. We were wearing scarves. That's all I know. It was Florida. Not sure why. Well, probably just because I like scarves. You probably talked me into it. Um, uh-huh. And then we went on one in, in our senior year, our girlfriends that we all lived together. There were like seven or eight of us or six of us. I don't know. Six a lot of us. I'm sure there was a bigger group. Yeah. Yeah. And we all went out to dinner together and we ran into a guy we went to college with who was working valet. So it looked like a nice dinner. I, I don't remember that. what we did. That. Oh, I know what we did. What? Instead of secret Santa, we did secret Cupid. Oh yeah. I remember, remember that. I say, Cause I remember we gave each other presents. It was really, yeah, we, so we switched. Yeah. So we did it kind of like a secret Santa situation, except for it was Valentine's day. It was a secret Cupid. And we, we picked names out of a hat and got each other presents, which is fun. Cause why not? Cause I don't think any of us had a boyfriend at that point. No, we, we know I didn't. No. Well, like yeah. Said, we were just year <laughs> in our mid-year drought. <laughs> yeah. It was just our uh, teens and 20s drought we were in. Yeah. Just that Just that short. Just that 15-year gap. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor hasn't been on a date in six weeks, but it's only been, you know, 10 years 10 for years. us at any point in time. We're fine, though. Um, We're fine. I remember that. I do. I don't remember yeah. specifically, but I do remember going out with the girls and it being a lot of fun and super yeah. cute. So it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. My current boyfriend is not a big celebrateur, but to be honest with you, um, I have never really cared for Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, I like it because I like any excuse to do something fun. Yeah. But it's not because I like I actually care think- that it's Valentine's Day. I think I'm with you. I'm like doing something fun. I actively avoid going out to dinner on Valentine's day because 100% I do too. Don't want to deal with that. So you don't want to deal with the crowds. You don't want to deal with like the prefix meals. Yes. You know, know like the overpricing. Like the people at the restaurant that are working there, you know, they all hate it. You know, they hate it. Everybody hates it. And so I'm just like, yeah, I just don't want to be like out in all that tonight. Like, even if it's like, even if I'm 
if I'm single, if I'm with somebody, like I've never enjoyed, like I'm, and it's not, it's not because I'm like, Oh, I'm single. I hate this. Or like, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's been both. And Mm -hmm. I've just been like, nah, I just don't really care to partake. Yeah. I don't remember what we did for Valentine's day this year. Honestly, I know, uh, I'm in a wine club. Um, and when I say wine club, that sounds like fancy, but it's not. It's just a group of girls that get together once a month and we pick one kind of wine, like Merlot, for example. And everybody brings a bottle of Merlot. And we all taste them blindly and rate them from one to five. Sounds so fun. Pick, pick a winner and loser. It's so fun. Um, but we do gallon wines every year, loosely based off Parks and Rec, um, Galentine's Day. Oh. So I do remember we did gallon wines this year, but I don't remember doing anything with Matt, but I don't know. Who knows? Probably, probably did something. I mean, probably told him I loved him. Yeah, that's nice. That's good enough. Yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> um, so but think- it's all about love. L- love people, be loved. It's a nice day to love people, but that's about it. That's true. That's true. Why not? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that takes us through the whole episode. Yeah. It's a good one. I love it. Janice just gets me every time. I actually really love the next episode. <gasps> Oh yeah, the next one's really good. So funny. So okay, so so join us next time for the one with the stoned guy, which is my one of my faves. It is a good one. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see you guys next time. And until then, we are Best Friends Club Podcast. We love you. See you then. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.